Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Meet Me Outside podcast. As always, my name is Rob Hand. I'm the co-founder of Meet Me Outside. I'm also your host here for the Meet Me Outside podcast, where I interview health, fitness, and outdoor enthusiasts about their dating lives and also the relationships that they might be in. And today we have one of those single interviews uh, with an amazing Boston-based fitness trainer, uh, originally from North Carolina, actually. Erin Bailey, uh, she's a fitness trainer at three different amazing gyms here in Boston, Burn Fitness, Brick Boston, and Everybody Fights. She also works as a social media manager for larger brands as well. We talk about a lot of different topics in this episode. Uh, she's super interesting, but we talked about one thing specifically uh, that she's known for recently is her blog post titled, What Do We Deserve? And it went viral just recently with over 1 million views. Talk about issues of street harassment and dating safety, what she's looking for in the guys that she dates, her favorite mantras and how they keep her motivated, and much, much more. Erin is also running the Boston Marathon to raise money for Horizons for Homeless Children. So if you guys are listening and you want to help her out and help her hit her goal, you can go and visit her page uh, and, and donate to her cause, Horizons for Homeless Children on CrowdRise, and I will include the link on the show notes as well as the newsletter if you've subscribed to that. Uh, and you can also find everything about about Erin on her blog post at ebaileyfitness.com, and you can follow her on Instagram to see what she's up to at ebailey underscore fitness. And so that's it for the intro. I'm going to try to keep these short and sweet. Hopefully things sound much nicer now. I got a nice new mic here, so I'm excited about that. But for now, Sit back and enjoy this conversation with Aaron Bailey. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Meet Me Outside podcast. My guest today is the amazing Aaron Bailey. If you live in Boston and are involved in the fitness community here, you've probably come across her name more than once. Uh, she's a fitness trainer all over town. She works for a digital health company, which she'll tell us more about. She's a writer and a blogger, a motivator, leader, influencer. She does it all. Aaron, thank you for joining me here. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So I, I want to start off by um, just telling your story more um, in order. <laughs> I know you're not originally from Boston, so I wanted to start off with uh, where you grew up and, and what brought you to Boston. Yeah, so uh, I'm from North Carolina. I grew up in Asheville, North Carolina in the mountains. Um, parents are still there, so it's, it's always a great place to go home to. Um, and then I went to school at UNC Wilmington. So Wilmington's on the beach of North Carolina, which was awesome. Um, and there I started working with a PR agency, um, really focused and specializing in life science and biotech companies. So the majority of our clients were up here in Cambridge. So basically, once I kind of got that full-time offer outside of school, didn't want to stay in North Carolina, so they moved me up to Boston um, about three and a half years ago, and then I kind of, you know, job hopped a little bit, a little bit since then, but have, but have stayed in Boston. Great, and now you're enjoying the 30 degree weather. Uh, no, that's the one thing. <laughs> that's gonna, that's gonna make me leave Boston again. I was like, Boston summers are the best, but the winter's gonna drive me out of here real soon. Yeah, yeah, it makes those snowbirds uh, seem the, the smartest people on the East Coast, I guess. Exactly. I'm trying to do that as like a 25 year old. I don't know how I can like how how I can do the retired life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so what what were you like as a as a kid growing up? Did you play a lot of sports um, throughout you know from your early ages to throughout high school? Yeah. So I grew up playing. Um, Mostly soccer and tennis. Um, tennis always was kind of my main thing. Um, 
you know, I liked, I liked the teamwork of, of soccer, but then once you kind of get to a point like that, that pivotal years, like middle school, high school, you have to be kind of an aggressive player. And I was like, so not an aggressive child, like such a passive person. So I was more into like the speed and footwork and like did not want to have any like confrontation. So I had to like actually quit playing soccer, uh, which just was not my thing. So I stuck with tennis and then, um, and high school started uh, running track and mostly did did jumping to basically just keep me in shape for tennis. So at one point in my life, I was like really convinced I was going to be a professional tennis player like we all were. But um, yeah, that definitely was not that definitely did not pan out. But yeah, still still play a little bit, which is nice. Awesome. Yeah, we always have those aspirations to be pros. <laughs> my, mine ended because I never got much taller than five, seven, five, eight. Right, you know, yeah, college playing football, they're like, I don't know if you're gonna be any good at this. But, and, um, I'm like a boxer, you like, I feel like yeah. boxing is always like the, the short and scrappy. So it seems like, um, you know, there's a lot of different layers of Aaron Bailey. You know, you're a creative writer, you're intense, goal oriented when it comes to fitness, but you also have this bubbly and social side, especially on social media. Um, how would you describe your personality maybe as a kid and then to where you are today? Yeah, uh, well, I appreciate those adjectives. Um, so <laughs> as a kid, I was like such a shy child. Like I, um, it's funny, one of my like very best childhood friends and I became best friends because in second grade, she would just like talk everyone's ear off and I wouldn't talk at all. So the teacher sat us together because, you know, I would get her to like basically shut up and she would actually get me to talk more. Um, so it kind of took a while, I feel like for me to be able to, you know, come in my own and be more of the extrovert that I really am today. Um, but yeah, I'd say I have much more of the kind of bubbly extrovert personality, which has been really fun. Um, specifically with group fitness, because I feel like that's kind of the beauty of it. You walk into a room of, you know, 20 strangers with tons of different personalities. You're going through this like intense process, intense 45 minutes together, and you come out as like friends. And so my role, which is kind of how I see like the basis of my personality is like to be your biggest cheerleader, right? Like I'm there to like, you know, help you and encourage you get there. And I'm going to be like smiling the whole time. And you're going to like hate me doing those burpees. But that's kind of like what I feel like the basis of my personality is like, how can I, you know, bring my energy to the table and kind of help you get where you want to be. So that's, that's what I'd, I'd say who I am. So you come to one of my classes, you can find out in 45 minutes what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to bring this up a little later on in the conversation, but um, with, you know, what we're trying to do is get people through connected through activity and the things that they're interested in, or maybe that it's even their passion um, mm -hmm. and connecting them through the activity rather than just, you know, on the surface level, I like this and you also like this, but mm -hmm. actually going out and doing it. Um, there's something to be said that when they do that activity together, there's, uh, you know, there's a physical change, but there's also this an emotional change. Right. Um, and it sounds like for you, you know, that extroverted side may have come out through activity and leading those activities. Do you think that there's this social connection, maybe like a social magnet that comes out during group fitness activity? Have you seen it in your own classes? Yeah, I think... Um... Yeah, definitely in some classes more than others, but um, I think it's like a really unique experience to kind of come in. And a lot of people also come into group fitness and they're really shy and they're timid and they don't want to talk to anybody. And 
you know, they're here, maybe it's at 6 a.m. and they're here just to do their 40 minutes and get out. But at the end of it, you know, the more, you know, the more they, I can engage with them and they can kind of end up engaging with each other. So I love doing like partner workouts too, right? So a lot of people, um, you know, they have to meet somebody, they have to talk to somebody, you know, or at the end, you know, I'll ask some questions as we're cooling down so that they can kind of like hear what other people are saying and then maybe engage that way. And so um, I just think it's such a cool experience where we live such like isolated lives these days that, um, you know, we can work out together and maybe even talk to each other while we're working out or in between breaks that I think um, is like a huge part of the, or for me, it's a huge part of the experience. That's where I kind of get like the the high of it too, is being able to kind of meet different people and, and see what they're about and really see them kind of put forth their best foot that day. And so you're, you're in Boston and you're it, we're wearing a lot of different hats, you know, professionally. You have blog uh, that you maintain, you're a fitness instructor, social media manager, brand ambassador um, for different companies. <laughs> if someone asks you what you do, what do you, what do you tell them? Oh, that's a tough, depends on how, much, how long they have. Um, <laughs> I'd say like the two second answer. Um, I typically just say I'm a fitness or a health and fitness professional. I feel like that's kind of a lump sum. Um, a slightly longer, I'll say I'm like a social media influencer marketer by day and then early morning late evening i'm a fitness professional um i think that's somewhat somewhat sums up most of what i do <laughs> <laughs> it's hard you're right lots of different things going on but it all kind of feeds into the same the same theme right yeah exactly so this is obviously a dating app that we're talking about here so i do have to ask you are you single i am i am single awesome and so how <laughs> you know as somebody who has who maybe uh, considered spread thin, you have a lot of things that you're responsible for. How are you approaching dating these days? Um, how am I approaching dating? Um, not, not well, not super actively, I guess. <laughs> um, there's not a whole lot of time. I feel like when, you know, I've got like the full-time job and then, you know, I'm teaching outside of that. I have like one to two free evenings like out of the whole seven days. And normally I'm like catching up with my roommates and my friends then. So dating definitely kind of gets put on the back burner. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have to say, I was like, I need to try and meet me outside. But I was like, I have to say I am on some social apps, but um, I don't I don't know how other people feel, but they almost feel like a game to me. It's like almost just kind of like another social, um, like social media site. It just doesn't feel, it, it doesn't feel real. So I think um, one of the cool things that Meet Me Outside does is you already like have this kind of commonality and this common ground of why you want to meet, which I think is important. Otherwise, it's kind of like this big, this big shot in the dark, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, not uh, not so not so well, not so well. It's hard too. Yeah, when you I think I think it's a struggle for a lot of people. Exactly, exactly. You also live in this fitness bubble of you know I'm only meeting people where I am, right? So I'm meeting people in a gym. So I either work with them or I'm training them. So it's also a little bit of like an awkward trying to keep it somewhat business professional, you know, separate. So and where that where those lines can and cannot cross. So it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And and just for the audience, you know, we did not ask you to promote me outside at all. That just happened naturally. <laughs> That's, true. That's totally true. But yeah, we've I've interviewed a couple people now um, that are that are couples now that met on other dating apps, other dating sites, uh, and that was something that you mentioned that they've mentioned was, is this person real? Is that is there somebody yeah. actually on the other side? So that's yeah. what we're trying to do is get people to meet in real life uh, so that we know that everybody's real. And then also if they say that they're into hiking or being in the fitness, um, you know, you're showing it too. You can go, you can get out there and hang with them. Exactly. It's so smart. And I'll say like the, the app thing totally works. I've got, you know, my sister and actually a few of my best friends 
are like with their long-term boyfriends now live in boyfriends like men on apps so it totally works and i and i definitely believe in it um it's a little it's a, it's a commitment though so yeah the commonality of meet me outside it's a, it's a really smart idea so i kind of uh, shift gears here um more of a serious note but i think pertinent in, in the time that we're in right now and also something that you've uh, brought to attention to some of your readers of your blog you know you've been blogging for a few years now but you recently struck a chord and saw an enormous response with your post called what do we deserve can you just give us an overview for the listeners of what that piece was all about and what prompted you to write it yeah um so i wrote what do we deserve back in august um and also just to clarify um, I have been blogging for years, kind of, I have a, a couple different blogs, but my blog had like zero following. Like, I'm pretty sure that like 10 views a day was my mom, like refreshing to see if I had had a new post <laughs> up. Um, it was not something that was like really, really going very far outside of my, you know, immediate friend circle. Um, but I wrote it really in response to, um, there were three women in new England, um, that were murdered um, brutally while on runs. And all three of them were in situations that I've been in you know, hundreds of times. Um, and which was, you know, number one, a really scary and humbling, humbling thing. But the second part that really, um, kind of lit the, lit the fire was that the, the majority of the response, um, from a lot of my friends and family and from, you know, the media was what were these women doing to deserve it? Like what could they have done to prevent it? And a lot of it was about what they were wearing and what they, what they looked like. Um, when a lot of these, I mean, a couple of them are happened in the middle of the day and like broad daylight and very well, um, you know, public areas. And so it just, it just such, struck such a chord with me. And like, I was, it was, you know, summertime, I was training for a half marathon at that point. You know, I was running outside in a sports bra and I was like, that could have been me. And I'm not gonna wear 14 layers just because I'm afraid of what someone might say to me. So um, I kind of just got a little bit pissed off to be honest. And this was like a word vomit. Um, and it all just kind of came out. And the, the whole point of the post was really um, kind of pushing that societal boundary of, you know, so as women, we expect street harassment, um, and that's that's the issue, right? You know, what do, what do we have to be thinking about when we're going outside? Um, and specifically, you know, pertinent to fitness, when you know people were telling me that I should stop doing things that felt natural and were normal to me, um, you know, especially in a fitness way, and that was something that fitness had empowered me so much. For, so for me to feel, you know disrespected or whatever was just like so belittling. So I kind of want to just bring out the issue of like, what do we deserve? You know, what kind of street harassment should we be expecting and why should we be expecting it? Um, and then it kind of just caught fire all completely organically, really through Facebook shares. Um, and within, within 12 hours, I literally posted it on a Thursday evening, woke up Friday morning and had 25,000 views. And I was like, what just happened? Um, so that weekend, it just like caught fire and, you know, ended up with over a million views, tons of other sites picked it up. And it was just one of those like, like pivotal moments. It was, it was a really, really insane experience. Wow. Yeah. It, it, it was a great piece. It's a powerful piece. Uh, it's, it's a message that st struck a chord with me and, and with our team as well, you know, as a, as a dating app, um, you know, we, we have to think about safety for our users. And we're suggesting that people go out and meet somebody that maybe they never, never met before. Um, and so we have to take in consideration, you know, how can we make it safer for all users? Um, and so that's why we're, we're trying to focus on these activities and these events that are public for people. It's not necessarily always one-on-one -on -one, and they can get to meet people that are interested in what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it, uh, it struck a chord with a lot of people and rightfully so. So I, I suggest everybody go check it out. Ah, thank you. Thank you.
it was an exciting couple of weeks. Still, things are kind of still coming from it too, which is which is the crazy part. You know, six months later, so. Yeah, you know, I love finding people who who lead by taking action, as you did, and and speaking your mind. Do you have anything that you would offer as maybe a takeaway for our listeners and something that we could all put into action? Um, yeah, that was actually, so the funny thing is, you know, this, um, you know, the, the basis of the piece is really just asking all of these questions. Um, and there wasn't really like, I had an answer for it, but the biggest thing that came back was people were like, great, we agree. Now, what do we do? And I kind of was like, Mm -hmm. I don't have an answer for you. Right. Like, this is kind of like a little bit of a, um, like a movement we're almost starting. So it kind of starts with that awareness factor. And number one, like you being aware number one, like you being aware of, you know, yourself and your surroundings. Um, but then the biggest thing, and this is something that I've kind of wrestled with is, um, going back to the fact that like street harassment and not specifically talking about verbal harassment, um, less, um, less physical, but kind of going back to that and saying that, uh, that needs to change from the root of it. Right. So number one, we need to be like raising our children, men and women to be respecting each other, um, and kind of, treating their friends with respect and treating the people around them and kind of building that society. But number two, um, I think it's so easy to, you know, make a cheap joke about women for men. I mean, men and women do it alike, right? So you're kind of fueling that society of, um, you know, some of these sexist jokes, some of these sexist comments, and it's kind of up to us to, to stop that because it's not funny, right? It's not okay. And so I think, you know, these little things become bigger things. And so when you see it um, out in the street, when you see it out with your friends, like, it's not uncool to make that stop because it's uncool they're saying it. So I think the biggest thing is just really like being aware of what's going around you and being, you know, strong enough to stand up for what, um, for what you think is right and not to kind of take that cheap shot. Um, I think that's the starting point. I think that's kind of posing that question um, of, you know, what do you stand for and like, who do you respect? And, and men need to respect women as much as they respect other men. Agreed. That's great. Well said too. So again, switch gears again, I guess here, but back to back to dating a little bit for for you personally, is there anything that you specifically are looking for when it comes to finding somebody else? And does it does it ever relate to uh, your fitness career and your fitness interests? Um, yeah, so I think, um, you know, health and fitness is such a true passion of mine. And it's something I live and breathe every day. Um, I don't have to be with someone that has that same passion is mine does that say a fire but it has to be important to them right if they're um neglecting their health or neglecting their you know their fitness um it's something i just can't relate to and i don't understand so i think on a base level like that's important to me like you don't have to be obviously like a trainer or whatever um but you you have to understand that that importance so i think that's um that's definitely a big thing specifically and kind of who i'm looking for i think the other part is like I'm a busy person and it's because I like being involved in 47 different things um, and learning and growing from different areas. I like someone who's also kind of as busy, which is probably going to be an issue and probably why I'm still single. Um, but, you know, I want someone that's ambitious and going out and like chasing their dreams. I have this this mantra for this year and it's called it's chase joy. And it's just, um, you know, like what fuels that fire. And that's something I'm working for every day, like doing something every day that brings me joy. Um, and it, I have to be with someone that kind of has that same passion for life because, you know, that's not something that you can teach. It's something I think that's kind of innate. Um, so I think those are probably my two biggest, two biggest things. So I feel like I have a, I have a semi high bar, I guess, maybe a specific bar. So <laughs> we'll see how that's going. <laughs> Not a bad thing. And it's funny, you actually led right into the uh, the next question I wanted to ask is about um, you're, you're a clearly a motivated person. 
and you have some mantras that I've come across on your social media and blog pages. Um, but that one chase joy is one that that keeps coming up for you. The one I saw on your on your blog that I really like, uh, I'll read it here is I cheer for people. I was raised to believe there's enough sun for everybody. I love that. Is there can you talk more about these types of mantras and the things that keep you motivated and um, maybe specifically that one chase joy? Like, what do you what what does that mean to you and, and how does it keep you motivated? Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you've ever been on my Instagram, which is at ebailey underscore fitness. Um, it is literally filled with like motivational quotes, which seems really cheesy, but I'm all about them. Um, I honestly probably post them more for myself than anybody else, but I hope they help somebody else too. Um, I read a lot of those like kind of fun self-help books. I think they're really inspiring. Like you are a badass, which is what I'm currently reading right now. It's the best way to start my day. Um, so I just think mantras are a great thing to kind of like guide your life. Right. So like every day, if I'm like in a tough decision or, you know, or well, excuse me, there's a truck backing up behind me. I'm sorry if you hear some beeping. Um, but if you're kind of in this, you know, this what if zone, I feel like I go back to my mantra and it kind of gives me that guiding light again. So I've had a couple over 2016 that were really fueling it. Um, the first one, which was one of the first ones I kind of, whatever created was shut it down. Um, and it was a phrase I used to say in my classes all the time. And it was really about shutting down those negative thoughts, shutting down whatever was holding you back um, and kind of just pushing through. Um, I spun them to be a little more positive. Um, though we all lift each other up is another really fun one that I enjoy. Um, and then this chase joy was something that just kind of evolved. I found myself, you know, just kind of saying, saying joy a lot and kind of seeking out what that meant. Um, and then this chase joy, I guess this, those, those two words together was just kind of like hit home for me. Um, so I actually am reading this book. I got it for Christmas from, um, from my parents and it's called the book of joy. And, um, it's, it's a combination of when the Dalai Lama, um, and, um, oh my gosh, it's escaping me right now. It'll come back to me in a second. Um, basically these two really powerful, um, social and religious figures come and meet together for a week. And they basically, they speak about how do we, how do we live a life full of joy, um, kind of in a world of so much suffering. And so they speak about it in lots of different ways. And the whole point is joy isn't about, it's not happiness. It's not that simple. Um, if anything, it kind of means that you basically feel more of life. Um, so you might feel the sadness, you know, more harshly or feel the anger more harshly, but you also feel that that uplifting and that content, um, you know, more emotionally. So it's kind of, I see it as being, um, being almost a little more present in your life, um, and being a little more in tune to who's around you and what's happening and how those things are affecting you and using that as kind of that guiding life to like find your true North and really find that passion and what kind of fuels, um, fuels you and, and, and brings you kind of back to the core of who you are. Um, so that's really what chase joy means to me. And it's something, um, that has been fun. And my sister's a, she's a graphic designer. So she designed, um, there's actually a line of Chase Joy on her Zazzle account that has been fun to kind of share. And so people can, can have those constant reminders. I have a pillow that I, um, often, you know, sit with me as I'm reading or whatever. So just to have those physical and those, um, those mental reminders of like, what are you doing today? That's bringing you closer to who you are and who you want to be. Um, and that's really what, that's really what Chase, Chase Joy is for me. Wow. I love it. That's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard a rumor that you're training for the Boston Marathon this year. Oh, I am. How's training going? Yeah, I am. Hey, it's week by week, but this is week is a good week. So, good. Um, yeah, no, it's actually been going really well. It was something that um, I'm not a runner by trade. I typically do more lifting and, and boot camp um, training. That's my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. um, but basically had this kind of aha moment last year at the Boston Marathon and was like, 
I don't want to run any marathon. Like I just want to run the Boston marathon. Like I'm, as you know, and you know, people in Boston have been there. Like it is such an insane day. Um, and it's a day where it doesn't matter who you are, what you believe in. It's like this community coming together. It's just like, it's, it's just, it's a truly like emotional, emotional day, no matter you're running it or you're not running it. Um, and I was like, I need to be a part of that more than just a spectator. So yeah, so I'm running it. I'm running it for Horizons for Homeless Children, which is an awesome organization here in Massachusetts. Um, they essentially support homeless children, giving them a safe place to play and to learn throughout the day and then giving their family resources as well. Um, so I'm excited to be to be a part of their team. Is there somewhere where we can find out uh, how we can support you and support uh, Horizons? Oh my gosh, yes, that'd be excellent. Um, so I have a CrowdRise page. So if you just go to crowdrise.com um, and then you can search, I think my account is Aaron Bailey 7 um, and then my um, my specific page will pop up and it's under Horizons for Homeless Children. So if you can't find me there, search for them. Um, so it's been good. So the training, I also got to throw in a couple a couple points. The training has been great because I have a digital coach, um, a digital plan created by um, Steve Mara with New York Roadrunners. So he's been my touch points and he's kind of created the full plan that I'm following, which is great because it's customized for me based on my other workouts. So if you guys are also looking for race plans, um, this is a not sponsored plug either. Honestly, New York Roadrunners um, are awesome. They'll create one directly for you. They're very inexpensive. Um, and it's just a good thing to have something that really fits your lifestyle. And then I'm also, I'm doing some of my interval training with My Stride, which is a running studio here in Boston. And it's awesome. Everyone hates running on the treadmill. I swear these are some of my favorite workouts I look forward to because um, they're constantly pushing you with sprints and hills and you're hitting sprints you literally would never do on your own. Um, so especially during the winter, you need a good workout change up. Definitely check out my stride. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome gym. Really cool facility. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta hop on that treadmill myself. <laughs> you, do, you do. Next up. Is this your first marathon too? Yeah. This is my first marathon. This year I've done my first half marathon and it'll be my first marathon. So just jumping in the deep end. Awesome. So finally, you know, the last question here and just last point here um, is that, you know, my goal here is to get the Meet Me Outside community out and connecting in real life through activity, um, mm -hmm. as we've mentioned a bunch of times. So where can Meet Me Outside, our users, our community, our listeners, where can they find you and attend one of your classes? Yes, please do. Um, Male and female alike, I'd love to meet you all. Um, so I teach at Burn Fitness in their um, Back Bay and South End location. I also teach at Brick Boston. Um, it's a CrossFit studio, but I teach more of a circuit training class. So no CrossFit experience necessary at all. It's it's um, there's it's no um, no barbell, just dumbbells and things like that. So don't be afraid of the CrossFit box. Um, and then I teach at um, at Everybody Fights. They're opening a new location in the financial district in the next like week or two. Um, and I'll be teaching a bunch of classes over there. So that's where you can find me. Finally, just where can they find you online and stay connected? I know you mentioned a couple places on Instagram, um, but where can they find you online? Everything Aaron Bailey. Yeah, absolutely. So my blog is ebaileyfitness.com. Um, Instagram at ebailey underscore fitness. Um, those are probably my two most exciting channels. I don't tweet much, but if you want to find me on Twitter, it's Aaron K. Bailey with two Y's. Um, but yeah, please follow me. I'd love to follow you guys back and meet you guys. Come to classes. Please introduce yourself in your classes too. Um, it's so funny when people will like Instagram later saying they came to my class and I was like, ah, oh, you should have said something. Um, so please don't feel free to, um, or don't feel afraid to, to come up. I'd love to meet you guys in person. 
Awesome. Well, this has been great, Aaron. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. And I'll link to everything so everybody can find you um, in the show notes and our newsletter afterwards. But I appreciate you hopping on for this. Yeah, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks. That's it, guys. That was Erin Bailey, and you can meet her actually in person at three different gyms here in Boston, Burn Fitness, Brick Boston, and Everybody Fights. To find her class schedule and read her blog posts, you can go to her website, ebaileyfitness.com, and follow her on Instagram. That's at ebailey underscore fitness. And if you'd like to help her out as she runs the Boston Marathon this year and raises money for a great cause, Horizons for Homeless Children, you can find the direct link to her fundraising page on CrowdRise included in this episode's show notes, as well as our newsletter if you're subscribed to that. Lastly, I'd like to ask you all to subscribe, rate, and review the Beat Me Outside podcast on iTunes. And next week, I will be reading the best podcast review on air. So make it good. Stay tuned for more episodes, but for now, I will see you outside.